Hi guys, welcome back to Somewhere in Horror. This is your host, Justin. Um, if you guys are new to this platform, which, who knows, maybe I have a new listener here and there, um, but if you are one of the loyal few, uh, welcome back. Um, we talk about everything within the horror realm, uh, whether it be film, uh, whether it be a novel, novella, short story, short film, what have you. Um, and yeah, just give my basic thoughts, reviews, and recommendations. Um, today's podcast is going to be Night of the Mannequins. Or Night of the Mannequin? Mannequins. By Stephen Graham Jones. And... Yeah. Um, this was published September of 2020. And it is a psychological thriller. Um, sort of a slasher psychological thriller. Uh, sort of supernatural idea going on for the, the film. Or the book, I mean. Um, and... The synopsis is, uh, as, as written on the book, one last laugh for the summer as it winds down. One last prank just to scare a friend. Bringing a mannequin into a theater is just some harmless fun, right? Until it wakes up. Until it starts killing. Luckily, Sawyer has a plan. He'll be a hero. He'll save everyone the everyone to the best of his ability he'll kill as many people as he needs to so he can save the day that's the thing about heroes sometimes you have to become a monster first it's so him and his group of friends want to prank another one of his friends and they do so by bringing a mannequin in dressed up as just another movie theater watcher and they want to scare him by making it like a dead body sleeping body in the theater but as the prank goes and as the the film ends the mannequin uh sawyer uh sees the mannequin stand up walk out of the theater and leave the the mannequin is gone it's missing people make the joke that he came to life but sawyer swears that it's true and sawyer has developed this kind of uh how do i say it he anthropomorphized the mannequin and in his mind this mannequin is indeed alive. Um, and that same night, the mannequin leads to Sawyer's knowledge, uh, leads to a car accident that kills his friend. And it freaks him out. It scares him. And he doesn't want his friends to suffer the same fate as he has. Or as his friend has. 
Um, so to prevent this fate from happening to his friends, he decides to one by one use, I believe it's a weed whacker wire, uh, the wire that you hook up to a weed whacker that's like a plastic string. And I believe he also uses a knife at one or two points. Um, but it's been a minute since I've read it. Um, but he one by one wants to prevent them from feeling horrible fates, more painful deaths. So he strangles and kills one by one, his friends and starts incorporating a mannequin mask uh, to do so because he's doing it in lieu of the mannequin. Um, and it leads down this very deep psychological spiral to, of you're starting to figure out whether or not he's just paranoid or just straight up like he lost his mind. Um, or if the mannequin indeed is a supernatural being. There are moments, especially towards the end, where the manifestation of this mannequin has come and come into contact with our protagonist um, and scared him even further down this rabbit hole of, I need to kill my friends so they don't meet a worse fate than the first person that died. Um, but he starts killing all of his friends in different similar but different ways um and it all starts crumbling in front of him um i won't give the rest of it away it's pretty much what the book is about but i really liked the psychological element the supernatural concept of this mannequin uh becoming alive because the kids convinced themselves that he was alive um and I like the air of mystery as to whether or not he is just hallucinating or if this, in fact, is a real experience. Um, there is one movie that this reminds me of, but it's not at all the same movie. Um, it reminds me of high tension in the sense of a character is facing a killer that has come into play with his friends or his loved ones and he starts to worry is it like about his friends and loved ones and as in the protagonist of high tension um follows a best friend of hers who is also a love interest of hers um as a killer has kidnapped her and as she is following them, the killer is leading uh, a murderous rampage, leaving everywhere that he comes into contact with in decimation, um, blood, guts, the whole nine. Um, until it's finally revealed that she kidnapped her best friend. She's the one that's been murdering everyone. She is the killer in this story and that's the only killer that's been in this story um in the same psychological sense 
I related Night of the Mannequins to that story because it leaves a, I'm pretty sure more than likely he is just the killer. He is psychotic. He had a psychotic break with the loss of his friend and he convinced himself the only way to move forward is through killing. So this other entity that he has created in, created in his own head uh, didn't hurt his family more. Um, it's a very original thought. It's a very well done concept. And I liked that he slowly started devolving into not just a serial killer, um, but a masked mannequin who desires to join the ranks of the mannequin. Um, it's, it's a brilliantly done book. Out of five stars, it is a four star. It could be longer. It could be better done. Um, some explanations could have been better said. And I, his writing style is a little impersonal, a little kind of broken up like a normal person would talk, but it's strange. Grammatically, it just feels weird. Um, this was my first read of Stephen Graham Jones' collection. Um, I have a few more of his books. I need to get more, but I need to work through these books and <laughs> get underway with that. Um, but I definitely recommend owning a copy of this in whatever form you personally like. I like the physical copies. I'm starting to warm up to audiobooks a little more, but I just can't do digital. Um, it hurts my eyes after too long, but with like, like physical copies, paperbacks, hardcovers, whatever, I can read a couple hours at a time without any form of like headache from it um with physical copies or with uh, digital copies i can read about 45 to maybe an hour at a time until my eyes start hurting and then it becomes kind of just a task to read um i highly recommend getting it in whatever form you personally like support this man um <laughs> I haven't read his other stuff, but I, I know a lot of people give a lot of praise to his stuff. And then some people don't like his form of writing, which is perfectly valid. Um, different strokes for different folks, as the saying goes. Um, but I personally got to give it a four out of five stars. Will recommend this to most people. Um, and it's not too hefty of a horror aspect. The gore aspect is not really not really there at all um but it is there there is some talks of uh breaking necks and whatnot but it's not too bad as all things are considered um yeah highly recommend it to anyone that decides to read it and I absolutely like Stephen Graham Jones, at least in these first two novellas that I have read, which are the next one we're going to be talking about, um, which I'm going to do a, another episode because these are going to be like mini episodes um, 
to kind of fill the void. Um, the next book I'm going to talk about is Least of My Scars. And yeah, we'll, we'll dive in th- into that next week. Um, I need to figure out when I'm seeing Insidious and do a quick one on that as well. Kind of don't want to disperse too far out with movies that have come out. And then I'm considering getting Screenbox so I can go over some of their original content because I know The Outwaters is something that a lot of people have been talking about. And it's one of the ones that kind of interested me because it's a found footage uh, cosmic horror from what I've heard. And that sort of stuff seems like my bag. So we'll see. And I'll get back to you guys. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, follow me on Instagram at somewhere in horror underscore podcast. Come talk to me. Come ask me questions. Give me recommendations. I'm willing to do that. I have a link tree of my letterboxed and my Goodreads. And... I'm trying to consider getting TikTok into the mix. I'm not a big video blog, like vlogger kind of person, but it's one of those media like specialties that it'll get my word out. It'll get my name out there and it'll get me to do something. And I need to make a YouTube because I have that video of my interview with Daniel Volpe, which I will later do a um, more, and I'll try and probably reach out to him uh, a bit later in the year because I need to catch up on his Talia series. I need to probably read into his um fantasy his extreme uh fantasy series that he's starting and i need to definitely read his vampire series which i think the first book was awakened in blood i need to double check that um but yeah and i'm also gonna try out playground by aaron beauregard because I have it and I've just kind of been pushing off that, that book. Um, Yeah, there's a few things I've been pushing off if I'm going to be completely honest, but yeah, I hope you all have a good day. Thanks for listening, listening to me ramble and stay safe. All right, guys. Bye.